not off. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my man, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, I am pumped because we are just two days away now from finding out once and for all who the baddest man currently walking the face of the earth is. And Mojo, of course, we've got those two gigantic. Men, uh, the former UFC heavyweight champion, the MMA superstar, Francis Ngannou, the best, the biggest MMA fighter in the world when it comes to the big guys. Versus Mojo, of course, Tyson Fury, six foot nine inches tall, the best heavyweight boxer in the world. He proved that against Deontay Wilder. And now these men, again, on Saturday, are going to step foot in the ring in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, We've been waiting, we've been talking about the fight, Mojo, and now again, we're about 48 hours away. And for the first time, or for the final time, maybe I should say, Tyson Fury and Francis sat down at a table today. This is the last time they're gonna do this before they start punching each other in the face, Mojo. It wasn't just Francis and Tyson, though. You had Mike Tyson in the building, of course, Mike Tyson being Francis's boxing coach. You also had Tyson Fury's dad, John Fury, who is a former fighter himself and also a gigantic, gigantic personality. There was some trash talking. There was even an offer of a possible fight that could happen after this fight. Francis Tyson, Mike, John Fury, take a look. Here I am! Any man alive wants to fight John Fury, I'm here ready to go. Mike Tyson, what have you got to say to that, my brother? Hey, brother, I'm just looking forward for this fight to start. And when first when this came to me, I said, there's no way this is going to happen. Let me tell you, my brother, the world is going to see what's going to happen to your man. Your man will get his head boxed off and stopped at will, my pal. Don't you worry about that. And if I'm wrong, me and you will fight straight after. Yeah! Yeah, man! (laughs) Yeah! I see he's took a bit of advice from me with the clothes he's wearing. He's looking a bit snazzy. (laughs) Um, They say the, the finest form of flattery is imitation. And he's got his suit on with no shirt on, and I started that. So he's imitating. And there's one thing I will say is many will imitate, but not one will ever replicate. Because there's only one Gypsy King. Yes! Francis, are you trying to imitate Tyson Fury? No, I'm trying to replicate Tyson Fury. So there was Mojo. I mean, they're having fun with each other, but you can also tell, you know, there, there's, there is a little bit of edge to these guys now because we are so close to the fight. I did think it was interesting to hear John Fury actually make the offer to Mike Tyson saying, hey, if, uh, if your guy Francis beats my son Tyson, then John and Mike actually could fight each other. So craziness whenever John Fury is part of press conferences, as we've seen proven before. Uh, I don't know if that fight's going to happen, Mojo, but I'll be honest. I am really excited for this Tyson and, 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 uh, and Francis Ngannou uh, scrap on Saturday. I, I know, but I, as much as I'm excited for these fights, somehow I always leave these situations and press conferences and weigh-ins talking about Papa Fury. Somehow <laughs> this I know has the ability oh. to trump both of his sons, I mean, with you know, Tommy Fury, it's, you know, not that, that, that challenging, but with Tyson Fury, that is a big personality to supersede, but back to the fight that's actually going to happen. 
I mean, this is one we have been waiting for for a long time, and this is almost here. I've said it multiple times on this show. When you have these MMA fighters versus these boxers, you know, yeah, you want to see the the two fighters and the star power, but you know who's going to win. Of course, the boxer's going to win in their own sport you know the mma fighters i mean sometimes they're they're grapplers they're they're, they're not right. even strikers so of course they're not going to win that matchup but with this one even though we're talking about tyson fury who is the greatest heavyweight boxer on the planet yeah. the knockout power of francis Ngannou cannot be overlooked right. and that is all this thing could come down to right. is just one shot and this thing is all over if there was ever a time for an mma fighter to actually win one of these fights i mean this could be the one yeah mojo i think that's such a great point we're actually going to hear from the great the boxing legend Oscar De La Hoya in just a second here. But I think that's a great point. If you look back at Floyd and Conor McGregor, you know, Conor, look, lots of power, especially when it came to that straight left, but he's not Francis Ngannou. And I watched, uh, speaking of a guy who actually just retired in Alistair Overeem, who was a UFC heavyweight champion, I watched him absolutely lift that man off of the, the octagon floor with an uppercut. Francis has power like we may have never, ever seen before. I think there's no question he is the harder hitter out of him and Tyson Fury. And uh, you're right, Mojo. If they box and, and you expect Tyson to lose on the scorecards, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. But I, I do wonder if with that power, if Francis Ngannou does have a chance to actually win this fight now. What do I know about that, though? We talked about Oscar De La Hoya. Now, Oscar De La Hoya has been around the sport forever. He's still one of the absolute biggest promoters in the boxing game right now. We were recently talking to Oscar about uh, Ryan Garcia fight that he is actually promoting. I'm sure we'll talk about that on the show in a couple of weeks here. But we had to ask him about Tyson and Francis. Does Oscar think that Francis has a chance to actually win this fight? We asked him. I think I have a better chance at beating Tiger Woods in golf. So no chance. <laughs> Zero. I'll, I'll tell you one thing about Tyson Fury and, and Dagu. Um, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be while it lasts, I believe. Tyson Fury, you have to realize, he went in there against Wilder. He goes in there against Klitschko. So he's, he's a fighter all his life inside the boxing ring. And Dagu, I commend him. I, I take my hat off to him for, for even trying this. He's going to make a load of money, but I just think that Tyson Fury, when he gets his number and his rhythm, he's going to play with him and probably knock him out. Wow. So Oscar says zero chance, Mojo. The disrespect, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, a better chance at beating Tiger in golf that is absurd i mean we just talked about this all this could come down to is one shot one lucky shot if you want to call it that to excel right. at golf you got to talk about <laughs> winning the entire game every hole every part right. every drive and maybe the most skillful game on the planet uh, i don't like this comparison babcock no 
He's got to be fired up after that one. I, right. That, maybe he sees that. Maybe that motivates him. Real quick, you know, something that I think is really cool about this fight. Tyson Fury was named after Mike Tyson. He's born in 1988. Mike's the best heavyweight in the world. His dad is a boxer and names Tyson after Mike Tyson. Tyson Fury then goes on to become not only the heavyweight champion, but now is fighting Francis Ngannou, who is trained by Mike Tyson. This is literally storybook stuff, stuff you can't make up. Mojo, the fight's only two days away. Uh, Oscar has made it clear that, uh, that Francis Dagu does not have a chance versus Tyson Fury, whether or not Francis Ngannou does. Stay tuned. When TMZ Sports returns, Tony Stewart has gone from NASCAR superstar to a demon in the world of drag racing. We'll ask the 52-year-old racing legend how much gas he has left in the old competitive tank. That's next. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike Babcock here. This man right here uh, needs no introduction. One of the uh, absolute greatest when it comes to racing everything. I mean, Tony, three NASCAR championship, IndyCar, you've got one as an owner. Now, NHRA, you are killing it there. You guys have a big event coming up uh, November, starting November 9th at Auto Club Raceway in Pomona. Uh, we're going to get into that. First of all, though, before we started here, we're talking about these dragsters, Tony, and, and just how fast, how intense these runs are. Coming from stock cars, from, from open wheel racing, and then to get in a car with thousands and thousands of pounds of, of horsepower. What, what, what is it like? What's the feeling? It was crazy. It was something that it's really hard to explain to people, but any time that somebody's getting ready to try to do that, I know yeah. we, we helped Travis Pastrana make his first run yeah. in a top fuel car. And trying to explain it to him, it's like you're telling him the words. <laughs> and, and the same thing with me. They were telling me the words, but it wasn't registering. It, it, because you just can't accurately right. e even it. for someone like you like give you something with four wheels and, and you'll race it and you'll win you'll go fast e even for you it was like holy yeah. crap yeah definitely everything that i'd driven indycar nascar sprint cars yeah all the modifieds all the all the different cars we ran kind of were under the same bubble i mean okay. some on different sides of that bubble but they were all somewhat under the same bubble when you get to the nhra side it's on its own island off on its own <laughs> because Everything is so fast. I mean, yeah. the acceleration so fast. The run, I mean, you're running in the nitro classes, they're running over 300 miles an hour. Wow. My alcohol class, we're running between 270, 280 miles an hour. Wow. In Qu a quarter mile, quarter you're mile. going from, wow. So, what do you do? How, five ish seconds? Yeah, 5.2 seconds wow. is a, about the average run. So, 
I mean, it, it happens quick, and then you get in the nitro cars, and they're running in the 3.7 second bracket, 3.6 seconds at 330 miles an hour. It's just the the acceleration is insane. When the parachutes come out to slow right. you down at the end of the run, that's insane. Everything that happens yeah. in that short amount of time, there's so much in a three second run right. that you wouldn't think about, and your brain has to sit there and make all these decisions during that three second run. Talk about that, because I think there is a and I'll be honest, I, I don't know a whole bunch, but I, I've been getting more and more into all kinds of racing. But I think there's a perception that you all don't do much when when you're doing that, right? Like you you sit there and you're along for the ride, but it, it doesn't sound like it's that. No, and you look at a drag strip and you look at NHRA racing. I mean, the the track is a straight line. Right, right. They never go exactly straight. No, no, no. So you have to be on top of the steering wheel. If the tires start to shake or smoke the tires, right. you have to pedal of the car so you have to know what decisions to make but you have to make split second decisions in the drag cars and uh, all the telemetry all the the data that they get from it that they're allowed to analyze all the things it takes to make these cars go down the track and go that fast and that short of a distance is is pretty incredible you obviously own a number of different big time teams how much longer do you think you actually will stay in the car and, and race not that you're not already, you know, killing it and doing great. Uh, we've got this, you know, obviously we've got finals coming up here in just a few weeks, but how much longer do you think? You know, that's a great question. It's, um, you know, I think from the NASCAR side, it was, I retired yeah. at the right time. Um, I haven't been in a wing sprint car on dirt for a couple of years now, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Um, the good thing about drag racing is, you know, because the, the run is so short yeah. uh, and you're only making, the most you're going to make in a day is four runs. Okay. Day. So it, Physically, it's not as taxing on your right. body. It, the The taxing part is the acceleration and deacceleration when the parachutes right. come out. That's the hardest part on your body or if it shakes the tires really hard and shakes the car. But I do feel like in NHRA, I mean, this, this is adding years to the end of my racing wow. career. I mean, I probably, if it wasn't for NHRA, I probably would be for the most artificially retired but this has kind of been a rebirth for me and and it's been fun to learn a new discipline of motorsports at the same time but um but yeah these cars i mean chris caramassini the the greek drove into his early 90s that's incredible was the last time he drove a top fuel car which i thought was absolutely insane right watch him do that how cool too though right john force is in his early 70s still winning races could you see that could we see like 20 years down the road could we see like 70 year old Tony Stewart? I, I just hope I live another 20 years. <laughs> well, you At the rate I've been going, I, I feel like I'm on, I feel like I'm a video game on extended play every birthday. Right. So. Well, that's your, you, that is going to happen. Uh, once more, NHRA finals at the Auto Club Raceway, uh, Pomona, November 9th. You, you race first time November 9th, right? Yeah. I start qualifying the 9th. The cool thing, we got In-N-Out Burger that now is, is the title sponsor of the racetrack right. there in Pomona. And, uh, NHRA's had a big announcement this week of Mission Foods being a title sponsor for the Amazing. for the series. So uh, a lot of growth going on in NHRA. And trust me, to, to come out in November yeah. to Pomona, the, the weather's beautiful. The racing's amazing. Yeah. So a uh, great opportunity. I, I, I'm going to be there. I can't wait to see this. Thanks so much, Tony. My pleasure. Thank you. Mojo, the NBA season is here, and that means it's time for... NBA oddities, Mojo, of course, uh, yeah. Uh, Victor Wembanyama made his uh, regular season debut last night, unfortunately, for uh, the Wemby and the Spurs fans. First bucket, by the way, was a three. Nice shot. Um, Unfortunately, his uh, debut was spoiled, Mojo, by the great Luka Doncic, who, uh, no shocker, 
had a triple-double, just kind of uh, average normal game for Luka. 33 points, 13 assists, and 10 rebounds, Mojo. After the game, though, Luka wanted to talk about the rookie, not the rookie, Victor Wembanyama. He wanted to talk about his guy, Derek Lively. Derek Lively, taken in the first round of uh, this uh, past year's draft, wasn't the number one overall pick like Wemby, but he's a good player, he had a good game, and Doncic was very, very excited about his performance, so excited that he forgot he was on live TV. We saw a bit of a change with Derek Lively starting that second half. Obviously, a lot of talk about the Spurs rookie, but what can you say about how your rookie impacted this game? Amazing, man. I told him, man. He played amazing for the first game. I remember seeing a, guy, a rookie that played that amazing for first game. I remember my first game, I was nervous. Uh, he didn't seem like being nervous, so uh, he played amazing. Sorry, sorry. It's the first game. We're getting back into it. No <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> Maybe he should be more nervous to prevent him from dropping F-bombs in post-game interviews. Uh, well, we'll just take it as a sign of respect, a friendly gesture. I mean, that's what he was trying to get at, right? The fact that he was really impressed by a rookie. You got to love it, Babcock. Maybe he should be a little bit more nervous right now to prevent him from dropping F-bombs in live post-game <laughs> interviews either way uh you gotta love it gotta love when you see a teammate put you over that yeah. strong and uh that that praiseworthy of you uh, he knows i mean yeah, coming in as a rookie you got to be nervous there's a lot of things going through your head and to right. come in and ball out like that uh you know huge huge form and you gotta love to see luca make a mistake because on a basketball court he doesn't make many no he doesn't make many you gotta imagine too for Derek how how cool and, and just how, uh, how much it adds to your confidence to have the star player get that excited about you and be that impressed. I mean, Luca is an incredible player, as anyone who watches the NBA knows. And, uh, yeah, that, that's incredibly high praise coming from him. Uh, Mojo, let's move on to something uh, else, um, maybe not equally as, as funny or cool for the people who were sitting behind this guy. Uh, last night, the great Yao Ming, uh, the Hall of Famer, was – at the Cavs and the Nets game in Brooklyn, this was a great game, went down to the wire. The Cavs came back late and actually won the game. Mojo, how about, though, being uh, behind the seven-foot, six-inch, ginormous basketball player and you pay for courtside seats that who knows could have cost you thousands and thousands of dollars and you can't see a darn thing, Mojo. He's not just tall, Babcock. He's wide, too. He is <laughs> A granite block sitting in front of you. Uh, I don't know if, if you, I mean, some people might think it's lucky to sit that close to Yao Ming, think it's cool, right. couple funny pictures, put it on the gram, make your friends and family laugh. But if you are a hardcore fan, this is a disaster. I don't care who you are. I paid a lot of money for these seats and you just ruined this experience for me and my guests. Uh, I think I'd have to demand a refund. I don't care who it is.
course, that was Russell Wilson and Sierra. Uh, Sierra celebrating her 38th birthday. So what do you do, Mojo, when you've got all the money in the world and it's your wife's birthday? You rent out Waffle House. The Waffle you ran out of Waffle House. Uh, I actually really like this a lot, Mojo. They could have went anywhere they wanted to, but Tierra, she's pregnant. She said, I want some waffles, and Russ said, let's go get them. Absolutely love this one, Babcock. Huge waffle guy here, and the <laughs> order has never changed. Give me a Fiesta omelet with my hash brown smothered, covered, and chunked. Ooh. Always the same order, and just financially savvy. I mean, renting out the whole place probably costs like 500 bucks. My meal usually costs like $9. Like, <laughs> I love Waffle House all those years on the road wrestling. I mean, this was a gift every time we passed by one. All that, for it. That, that's awesome. I don't know if I've ever been to a Waffle House. I I, uh, I, I got to make a stay. Yeah, there, it's, a, it's a South thing, right? I'm, I'm Northeast California now. So, I'll get there. Looks delicious. Uh, we got to go, Mojo. We got a great one tomorrow, though. Justin Gaethje, he wants a title shot, and he wants a title shot against Islam. We know what happened at UFC 294, Alex, and Islam was an incredible performance by the 155-pound champion. Justin Gaethje says, I'm coming for him, and I'm coming for him early next year. We're going to be joined by the number two ranked lightweight tomorrow, Mojo. Justin's the best, one of my favorite fighters to watch. If if that's not a great show, I, I don't know what is. Well, that sounds like that'll easily make tomorrow the best show since today.